We're live and local from Peterborough. This is PCR. One station for many communities. This is PCR. Good evening, welcome to the Dot Mason Show on Peterborough City Radio, 103.2 FM. We started the show there with a track by Sick Drunk Mums and a track called uh, Living at Night. They're an Australian band. Our live artist in session this week is uh, Stevie Jones. He's kindly stood in. We've had a consolation, a consolation, a cancellation a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the next track coming up is by Al Pacino's sister, Locals Al Pacino's sister, and a song called Get Your Priority Right.
Al Pacino's sister, a.k.a. Das Capitans, and uh, get it, your priorities right. Uh, we've had a new band from uh, Peterverse sending a track this week. They go by the name of The Hanglang, and uh, the song's called Fallen Man. Can't talk this week.
That's a new band to appear, but called the Hangland. I think they're made up of uh, ex-members of the Morphics. I'm not sure any, how many of them there are from the Morphics in there, but it's a different. It's a change of direction, that's for sure. I think that was recorded uh, over in uh, Chime Studios, uh, Benny Turner's place. Yeah, he produced it as well. Uh, looking forward to him coming on the show. I think it will be in a few weeks' time. I'm not pretty really very good in telling you who's on the show and, and where, but I do know this next guy. Uh, he goes by the name of David Baxter. He'll be on the show on the fourth uh, of April. This song's called "The Judas Tree." People ask you where you've 
David Baxter and the uh, Judas Tree. And like I say, you can catch him on the show on the 4th of April. Nicely done, David. This is a band from uh, Belgium. They go by the name of Love Lawn Dolls. And the song's called uh, Beautiful Chaos.
We know you're concerned about heating your home in this cost-of-living crisis. We are too. At Peterborough City Council, we're doing all we can to help you this winter. On peterborough.gov.uk, you'll find a number of initiatives and links that will help, support and advise you on ways to save energy and funds that are available for boiler and heating works and insulating your home, which is the only long-term way to save money on energy bills. It's our way of helping you to keep warm and save on energy costs. Visit peterborough.gov.uk. Hi, it's Chris McDaid here. Please join me every Thursday night from 9pm as we go back to the 80s. On the show, we have features including your 10-year guarantee, where no year is left out. We have 3 from 1, your top 5 countdown, as well as your 80s classic rewind. In the last hour, it's the 80s open hour where you decide the playlist. You can give us a call on 01733 237525. Three hours of the 80s from 9pm every Thursday with me, Chris McDaid, only here on PCRFM. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Not. It's called uh, Jasper Sumner and a song called uh, Haunter. If you want to send uh, track to the show, please email me at uh, dotmason at sky.com and I promise I'll have a listen to it. Now it's time to go over to our live artist this evening, Mr. Stevie Jones. Good evening, Stevie. How are you doing? Hi, Doc. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for standing in for us this week. No problem at all. Pleasure to be here again. Because we had, I think we've had like uh, three cancellations this month. So, yeah, and you, you've come in as, as a solo artist this week. Yes, it's going to be very, very mellow tonight from me. I'm going to, going to chill you all out, I think. Oh, yeah, I well, don't mind a bit of mellowness. I've had a he- hectic day anyway. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, for people who don't know you, how, how did it stop? How did, how did music start for you? Oh, I've been playing music for a long time now. Uh, God, over 40 years, I reckon. Um, around that, anyway. I started off playing bass. Um, that was my first instrument that sort of, I sort of picked up. Yeah. Uh, and I was in various kind of bands. How old was you when you picked up that bass then? Um, a mate of mine bought one. I was at school. I was about yep. 15, 16. Yep. And he, he didn't really get on with it. So he lent it to me over the summer. And I sat in my bedroom and started noodling around with it. And um, I was about 15, 16, yeah. So, and then back, joined bands after that. Well, can you remember the name of the first band? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the first band I was in at school... Yeah. Embarrassingly enough, was called the Ruling Class, Ooh. which is a terrible name, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was formed with this English teacher and a couple of lads from school, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good way to start in. Of course, yeah, good uh, fun when you're young. Yeah, and then the singer out of that and me formed uh, a kind of goth punk type band called Voices of Sin, and uh, we we played around the Kettering area on the sort of alternative scene there, and uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, what's the first song you're going to play for us this evening? Well, I'm going to play some, like I say, quite some mellow tunes. I'm going to play a track from our, from my band's second album. If people don't know me, I'm in a band called Stevie Jones and the Wildfires. And uh, I've also released various solo albums as well, but this is from the Wildfires album, the second album. This is called 48th of a Day. Off you go. When I'm alone And the 
What inspires you to write a song then, Stevie? That, so- that song? Yeah. Um, 48th of a day is like half an hour. Yeah. It's half an hour spent with somebody. And uh, I won't divulge too much. I, just, right. I think everyone should just check the album out and listen to it and see what they make of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. One. <laughs> What's the name of the album again? The album's called Angels and Sirens. And when it's did it come out? Album, and it's by Stevie Jones of the Wildfires. You can find it on Spotify and YouTube and everywhere like that. Have you got any hard copies on the go? CDs? We have some hard copies available on our, in, our, in our web store, which is steviejones.com slash store. So oh. all of our albums are on there. Nice, nice. T-shirts as well? Yes, indeed. Got the full yeah. merch package. Yeah, good, good plug good. in this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, no, you've got to, you've got, and, you've got to get your plugs dog, in. And even better, we're having a sale at the moment. 15% off, there you go. Can't be T-shirt bad. bundles as well. It's that time of year. You've got to have a January yeah, sale. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You'll it, start charging me for advertising space, <laughs> too, not you? Yeah, I just noticed the Sleaford Mods have got a sale on, so I might head over there and see if I can find it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good time of year to do it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, co- we're coming up to uh, 
payday soon, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the banker out, bank accounts all creaking a bit, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I, went, I went into town yesterday, and it was you know Peter, and it was very, very quiet there. For oh god, yeah, it's, it's, it's quieter than a Sunday in here. Yeah. Everybody's sort of overspent at Christmas, and they spent overspent in the January sales, and it's uh, yeah. it's quite a stretch from there till payday. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, are, are you a prolific lyricist? Um. I, 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 I write when I feel I have to kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I guess I'm more of a lyricist than I'm a kind of guitarist, I suppose. Oh, yeah. You know, I've always started out writing, writing poetry from when I was very young. Yeah. And I've always done bits of writing as well. And I think the kind of the ideas, the lyrics generally come first. And then I'll sit at the kitchen table and kind of carve a song out from it. And then quite often, I, you know, in recent years, I've kind of built up a, an EP or an album, you know, with, with a kind of theme going through it. So it all comes together like that. I'm quite, I'm, a, I'm quite, kind of almost prog rock orientated in that I do have a theme and a concept with most of our albums. I think you're probably in the low 25% of people who write the lyrics because usually I ask people what do they do, you know, how they write the songs. And majority of people say, I'll just drum around on the guitar first and then the lyrics will come later and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's a bit of mix and match, but, you know, generally I'd say the lyrical ideas yeah. are there as seeds first. Yeah. yeah. Did you study English at school or go on to study at university or anything I, like that? I, d- I, d- I really enjoyed English lit at school and I did do A-level in it. That's yeah. as far as I got. But I always really enjoyed it. I always enjoyed getting into, you know, what inspired uh, artists to write and, and their lives. And even now, actually, I, I still really enjoy that aspect of re- reading up on creative people. And uh, I, I like to listen to Composer of the Week on Radio 4 um, because that goes into detail about the composers' lives. And if you listen to the, the lives of people like Mozart and Beethoven and Handel, and you know, it's incredible lives those, those guys had hundreds of years ago. They inspired them to create. And, uh, you know, that's... As songwriters and musicians, you know, when we're writing songs, that's the kind of well that we're, that we, you know, that we're coming out of as well, you know. So I wonder, I wonder what them classical artists would think of um, modern music nowadays. What did you reckon? What do you reckon? Somebody like Beethoven came along and had to listen to the radio. That's a very interesting point. Mm. He was a real grumpy git. If you were was he? Of, oh, he was. He t- was a nightmare to work with. Really was hard work. Fell out with all his friends and family the whole time. And he was really hard work. And, he, of course, he went deaf at the end as well. We were still writing music, which is incredible. But, yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to know, wouldn't it? It yeah. would, yeah. If yeah. Only we had a time machine. <laughs> if only. What's the next track you're going to play for us? Um, I'm going to do... There's going to be some new songs, because I've actually... Oh, nice. I know, I know last time we were in here, we were talking a lot about uh, the new album with the band, which mm. is out at the moment. And um, we've been getting some really good views for Clarity and Dusk, our, our, our third album, but... I've already written a whole bunch of new songs, and uh, I'm actually in the studio next week to uh, oh, yeah. to, to kind of carry on working with them and hoping to get a solo album out at some point in late spring. So you know, nice. The, the, you know, the, the Is that, are you, do you record that yourself, or are you actually going to go into the studio? No, we. I'm back in the same studio that I recorded the last two albums, nice. Deadline Studios in Leicester, yeah. um, which is a fantastic place to be. And uh, the producer Adam Ellis, I got on really well with him, and. Uh, you know, so yeah, really looking forward to getting this new stuff down. It'd be different to the to the band stuff. You know, it's nice to, mm-hmm. to, to have another string to my bow and go out and do solo gigs as well. You know, mm-hmm. Off so you go. I'll, I'll, I'll play you one of the new songs, <clears throat> and uh, this is provisionally titled "So Far East." Off you go. 
I know you're a big New Model Army fan. Do they inspire you? Or Justin Sullivan, does he inspire you? Uh, Justin Sullivan always inspired me. I mean, he was... He was the first solo artist... Him and Billy Bragg were the first solo artists that I ever saw, actually. Was it? I can't remember came, who came first. It, it, you know, I think it might have been Billy, but... Yeah. I used to go and see New Model Army a lot, and then I mm. went to go and see Justin solo shows, and he was the first kind of acoustic artist that I saw close up and it really inspired me to see how you can strip things down from being in a band to yeah. doing it solo acoustic yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah his, his writing's really inspired me over the years you know so he's kind of delivery yeah. in, in did you go ways. see him I don't know many moons ago he was he was at the Crown down Lincoln Road really did a, did a Red Sky Coven gig yeah god that must have been going back a few years he's gone back a few years yeah yeah oh yeah probably Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I, like I, I saw that, that one of those tours at the Black Lion in Northampton when that was open. <sighs> and a very small venue. And ju- did Jules and Rev Hammer play as well? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a good while ago. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't yes. believe they played, played the back room of the Crown in Lincoln Road. There we go. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Really good. about 100 people in there, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I supported Justin a couple of times. Did you? Um, yeah, in, in, once with him and Dean um, uh, at the Musician in Leicester. Um, that was 2011. Yeah. 
And if you look on YouTube, um, you'll see an interview with me and Justin because it was the first time I properly met him. And I said, oh, can, I, can I film our interview? And we were in the dressing room and I'm talking to him about how much he'd inspired me. And uh, it's a very awkward fanboy moment. In, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the whole film is quite awkward. It's a nice guy, though, isn't it? I've met him, met him a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then uh, about, I don't know, just before lockdown, probably mm. 2019, I supported him, the musician, again, when he was doing his kind of first solo tour. And, uh, and he, he said, you realise it's the first time I've done a full tour solo. I said, really? He goes, I said, I've seen you done it loads. He goes, no, it's just been the odd gig. It's just a full first tour. And uh, he was quite kind of nervous, really. He's like, I'm not sure I'm, you know, and it's like all quite new for me. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, I suppose you get used to being in a band and you've sort of got the sort of the band and the sound of the band to sort of uh, create a bit of a wall for you, really, haven't you, in a way? You, you do, know? and it's, yeah. it is like a kind of confidence backup as well. Yeah. You have someone behind you um, on stage. And he kind of said, because <laughs> I was debating whether or not to do a solo set that night yes. or, or or play with other musicians. And I thought, oh, you know what, I've got a couple of musicians I'm playing with. I had Autumn Dawn Leader who's playing keyboards with me for a couple of songs that night. And my friend Rob on mandolin, he goes, unlike you, I'm going to be doing it all alone. You know what I mean? And I was like, <laughs> really shot myself in the foot there. I should, I should have gone out there and I just showed I can do things solo, you know. But... Uh, and, and yeah, that night I kind of let myself down a little bit, really. I, I, I no. Think, I don't know, you know what I mean? You look back and oh, I did a couple of covers in the set and I know he's not keen on covers and you know what I mean? It's, it was all right, but looking back, yeah, I've yeah. done things yeah. slightly differently. Does he, still, does he still live that Bradford Leeds way? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them again in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Because they've got the new album coming out. We were talking about that earlier, weren't we? Yeah, we were indeed, yeah. Look, yeah, big, it's, it's a shame that they've lost Marshall, because Marshall Gill is a friend of mine, and he was, you know, he he played guitar for a good few years, and uh, they've they've um, they've moved on from that line. They're down to four now. Yeah. Uh, another era of the band, but it'll be nice. Interesting to see what they've come but, up with. But, this new but yeah, but I mean, as a band, they've, they've had massive staying power, haven't they, really? Oh, incredible. Incredible you know. career. Yeah. Keep going. And the, the thing is, he's the sole member, isn't he? And he just keeps plugging away. Yeah. And I, I, I can relate to that because I'm I, I'm still, you know, the longest serving member of Stevie Jones. <laughs> you know, I've had to move around with different lineups. I think yeah. I think any band who's is going for a long time these. They're always going to change members because I mean, people's circumstances change, don't they? As well, and uh, every now and again, somebody in a band might fall in love, or they might fall out of love. Anything can happen, mate. It is, you, you know what I mean? It's so, really... And, and yeah. the, the problem that we've got at the moment is that, you know, we've got a, a band member who's in three of the bands and a stressful day job and stuff. And yeah. It's it's really hard to work around it. And yes. It's quite frustrating at the moment. So, you know, that's that's why I'm, at the moment, trying to give myself a break from it and, and trying yeah. to do more solo gigs as well because yeah. it's a lot easier to organise. Of course, yeah, you've only got... Yes, it is a lot easier to organise, like yeah. you say, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah, I know that sort of, uh, you know, bands and politics in bands and all them sort of things like that. You know, I can remember being in a band that was in a great band for about two or three years, real steady lineup. And then the lead guitarist, he got himself a girlfriend and after about two, three months of it, it just like, it just cocked up the whole band. Like we played it, we played actually the downstairs room in Rock City. Oh, right. And, yeah. and uh, was having a, gonna have a party afterwards. He says, oh, I've got to go. 
And we're like, what's going on? You know, I mean, playing Rock City, you're having a you know, supply of free, free, free beer and that, and he's off doing the set, and we knew we were doomed. Yeah, mm. and three or four weeks later, he was, you know. This is it. It, yeah. it can happen. And there's so many young bands as well. Yeah. When they're all like 18 and they're all in sixth form or at sixth form college, they form these great bands and then they all, they all go, they all to go uni. off. Yeah, the same happens at uni, though, doesn't it? They form a great band up at uni and. Yeah. You know, so. But the thing is, if, if, if you've got great songs at the root of it and you've recorded a good album, yeah. the musician will slot into that. Yes. It's just as you get older, it's like you say, trying to find people who, who can dedicate the time. And, and, and above all, being an original band, is, there's no money in it. You no, know? And, no. And so many people now, they look at it and get, you know what, it's not worth it, I'd rather be in a covers band. Yeah. So they, they ditch all the creativity and, and just, just go for the easy option where they can just learn other people. It's a great shame, isn't it? We'll have to talk about that after your next number. All right. <laughs> we, we will do. Yeah, I'll do another song off the... Uh, it's going to be on the new album anyway. Oh, I have played this before. Mm. Last time I came in, actually. This is called 14 Days That Follow the Supermoon.
Thanks. Oh, big shout out to uh, Michael Day. He uh, comments, uh, great musician and singer. I like him a lot. Thank you very much, uh, Michael, for uh, commenting and watching the show. Yeah, getting back to uh, the original scene, there seems to be quite a uh, sort of crisis in live music venues and the like. I was reading uh, yesterday in The Guardian. Yeah, it was. It was. It was saying that a lot of the music venues. The original ones, the smaller ones, are really struggling, and uh, I mean, we've, it has been like that for a few yeah. years now. But it's they're really worried about it now, aren't they? You know, so um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Really, how how things can move forward from from, from this, you know? Because I mean, people have got to have somewhere to play, haven't they? I know. You know? I know. I mean, it's it, it's really hard, isn't it? Because the big festivals still seem to do quite well, and the arena yeah. tours do quite well. Um, people are forgetting where the bands come from in the first place. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you've been playing some great music tonight. You really have. I've got to get your playlist because the, the sort of two or three tracks before I came on was sublime. And, uh, you know, it just goes to show this great... Oh, yeah, there's some wond- wonderful uh, artists out there, without a doubt, you know. So. Yeah, no, and this week, especially, you know, it mean, you know, the show varies around quite a lot from week to week, and some weeks you, you're just blessed it. You get so many good tracks, it's unbelievable, you know. And there's still good tracks that I, I can't fit in, you know, so, yeah, which I is mean, a shame. I, 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 I've always, you know, worked alongside developing artists. And yeah. I've done that since I formed the first punk bands and alternative bands mm. in, in the 80s. We always we had a Kettering Music Collective I was part of, yeah. and, and even before then we used to just do gig swaps with bands from other yeah. areas and yeah. tapes and stuff. So I've had that in my psyche, and um, and I'm still doing it now. I mean, I run a thing called Wildfire Sessions, which uh, used to put on loads of open mics and showcases all around North Hants, and I was doing that as a full-time job for a while. I've pared it down a little bit now, but... Um, I'm actually about to start up a new showcase at Mama Liz uh, every oh, nice. month on a Sunday, and it's going to be myself and a couple of, uh, sort of local acoustic artists. Uh, but I'm also putting on gigs over in Oundle. Um, I've seen you uh, posting about food gigs in Oundle, yeah. Yeah, the, the gigs in Oundle are, are called Little Ember Sessions, so it's all connected with the wildfire theme, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And I, 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 I do that with um, a promoter called Bob Cheatham, um, who's, a, who's a great guy, and he's, he was already putting on gigs um, under the name of Vix Gigs. Uh, <laughs> In Oundle. So yeah. I decided to team up with him and put on some smaller acoustic shows. And we're doing them at the Tolbert Hotel um, and the Ship Inn. And we had Nigel Clark from Dodgy um, a few months ago, which was great. Yeah. Uh, we've got Sally Barker, um, who's a great songwriter from Leicester, who was the X Factor finalist and was on tour with Tom Jones. She's coming up. Uh, we've got Ebony Buckle. Um, we've got we've got loads of artists coming up, like, you know, so every month. Yeah, that's good. Well but, done. But the, the main thing is, is that my main part of thing is I've always wanted to get local artists to be support as well. Yes. So uh, I've always wanted to try and, you know, give local artists opportunities to get out of there, give them a decent gig and uh, and try and get people to see them because if they're seeing a big headliner, they're going to see the local support as well. Yeah, yeah. And I wish more venues who are putting on tribute bands as well give local artists a shot because mm. that will help yeah if people will see these bands like oh wow yeah you know, these are great let's let's go and check out one of their other gigs um we had that we we supported limehouse lizzie over at the robin in in wolverhampton yeah. and um you know thin lizzie tribute yep. and we went down to storm you know and um i think there's a lot of scope for promoters and venues to do more than what they are the yeah there's a lady uh up in grant from like she, she rang a run like a thing where uh 
to go to a, a pub and say, look, well, instead of having one act, put on four acts yeah. instead. But original acts, you know what I mean? And there'll be enough of us in the bands, everything <laughs> else to fill the bar up there. Yeah, alone, I, I, I used to put on showcases like yeah. that, and I, 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 I did them in various pubs. And, and my open mics always had a couple of you know, established feature yeah. featured act as well. So even if you didn't get many players, you still have a bit of a gig in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's very hard because, you know, pubs are so hard to just people going in there, hearing a jukebox and wanting to hear stuff they know. It's a completely different yeah. audience. I think we're blessed in people at the moment because we've got the ostrich and uh, there's a lot goes on down at the ostrich you know and it seems to be a bit of a cultural center at the moment for the alternative scene and and this and the other and it's very unique and you know what those guys do there they've created a culture where people go in there and they don't mind listening to to original live music no they've got the old cover band in there yeah they do midweek but most of the time and then uh, they let other people work do the people go in there and do their own uh, sort of Club nights and this, that, and the other. Yeah, so. yeah, like I'm, I'm playing for a night there for Jimmy, who does stuff on there, and I'm playing that in April. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, it's it's great. I think every county's got one venue like that, at least. Yes, yeah, got to have it. They've got to have it, haven't they? I mean, really? over at Northampton, they've got the King Billy. They, yeah. they, they do quite a lot for original music still. Um, and, it, and if you look across, there's usually one or one in the county. But you've also got these, you know, like Mammalies, where you, you pay in to get in. And, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and, That's uh, an amazingly uh, successful venue, really, because it is out of town of Peterborough, mm. and a lot of people do travel quite away to some of the gigs down there. I mean, they had Discharge down there not so long ago. Yeah. And uh, they've got the Subhumans coming up up there now. So They seem to do very well with the punk scene, don't they? They do, the, yeah. The scary clown guys do yeah. stuff on there. And uh, I mean, up in Leicester, where I, I, I you know, I, I used to live there and I'm very much part of the scene up there when I can. And uh, we had a gig there at the start of the year and it was great. It was really busy for the 5th of January, mm. you know, because we, it was ourselves and two local bands who brought people. Yes. And, um, you know, and it's it's all about being a bit clever and trying to work with other artists yeah, to try yeah. and make it a good night. Yeah. Because um, otherwise you really struggle. But Oh, yeah, it's, it's great if you could, like, like you say, band, not like gig swap. So, you know, yeah, well known, well, yeah, well-known band from Leicester and you say... Come to Peterborough or wherever, support us, and you know we always get fifty six people, fifty or sixty people at our gig. So you're not yeah. going to be unheard. So, you know you're going to be you have an audience. But there's, there's so many people who just go and watch tribute bands, and it, oh. if, if the tribute band promoters take a punt and put on a, a good original local band, they'll be surprised. And yeah, yeah, we we, we supported a, a grunge tribute night up in Leicester over the summer, and. We went on a storm there as well, you know, mm. and uh, I'd love to see more of that, and I'd like to do, you know, because you, as an original band, you've got a, a ready-made audience there as well. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, uh, somewhere along the line, guitar music and original music will manage to survive, I'm sure. Oh, I mean, it'll, it will never die. It'll be there somewhere. Um, yeah. It's just at the moment, so many of these venues, um, where it's their main thing, are kind of struggling, aren't Dedicated they? music venues. Yeah, I, I don't know, perhaps... It, Perhaps it's uh, the cost of beer, or you know, it's everything. They're, mate, they're hitting, by, they're hit, they're hit by the cost of energy, aren't they? You know, as much as anything else, and business rates, and it's terrible. All sort of I mean, like if you look at pubs, how many pubs j- just survive on wet sales? There aren't many now, are there? No, you know what I mean, you've got to be doing food and all sorts yes. as well. Yeah. So you know, it, it, that's that's what it's like in the pub trades. If, if you're just relying on bands coming in as an original music venue, it's it's tough, isn't mm. it? You know? You've got to be do so many different things to keep these businesses yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the next song you're going to play for us? I'm going to do um, a cover now. 
Um, I'm a big Waterboys fan. Yeah, great band. So I'm going to play you one of theirs, which I'm going to be recording on the new album. And this is off This Is The Sea. This is called Trumpets. Few shout outs. A shout out to uh, David Baxter. A shout out to uh, Ever. A shout out to uh, Ross Alexander. And a shout out to uh, Dean Sheldrick. Guys, thank you very much for listening and uh, watching the show. What's Mike's got up to nowadays, Days Len, as a, a I musician? Go, I went to go and see them um, oh, about November. What, uh, the Waterboys yeah, themselves? Yeah, still going very strong. 
Are they? Still churning out the albums, like, almost one a year, yeah. it seems. It's crazy. Yeah, it's very busy. Yeah. Well, that, was it a well-attended gig? Yeah, it sold out, yeah. It yeah. was fantastic. They they haven't got the fiddle player or the saxophone player anymore. Mm-hmm. They've got two keyboard players either side of him. Uh, obviously, the full band, and uh, oh, it's magical. They're, they're well worth seeing. They're yeah, still, yeah, still yeah. got it. I've seen them many times over the years. That was one of the best times I've seen them. So. Yeah, I look, my favourite album by was Fisherman's Blues. I just love Fisherman Blues. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still play quite a lot of that. You can you can listen to both sides of that, and you're like, ah, class, yeah. class album. No yeah. tracks jump in there. No, no, no. Although they they did they did they go but they were a bit far with the with the re-releases. They did a, a re-release called The Fisherman's Box, and about eight CDs. And no! Were like, there's, there's about eight versions of this Fisherman's Blues, you know. <laughs> very slightly different. <laughs> and and they've just done that with, with This Is The Sea, the album This Is The Sea, they've done like an eight CD version of that oh. as well, and some machine messages and all sorts of messing about. And I don't know, it's like, I, I just like the real album, you know? Yes, yeah. Yeah, once you've got the, the one classic, you don't really need to uh, corrupt it, do you? No, no, it's, 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 you know, it's nice to hear these things, but it's... And I'm, I'm like that with a lot of music, really. It's like... Um, it's a bit cynical. It is a bit cynical, really, even, you know, for, by the record company, perhaps, in a way. You know, it's a way to... You know, because you're always going to have, like... So we talk about New Model Army or... or like you say, the Waterboys, going to have some fanatical fans who, who go out and buy every single thing yeah. that's ever released, you know. And it's trying th- to keep them in business, isn't it? And you can't blame them to some extent, really. You know, uh, I'm a big fan of Fish and, and you know, and, and, and Marillion. Yeah. They, they go to town with it and, and he's been busy remixing all of his albums and, uh, you know what I mean? It's just, you listen to the remix and, I don't know, I don't know, it's, it's interesting, but... I like Not as good as the first one. <laughs> I, like the, I like, you know, sometimes you like the early productions, don't you? Do you know yes. what I mean? It's like, oh, you don't yeah, like yeah, yeah. the 80s productions on, on some of no, them. No, that's some of them. Character. No, some of them, mate. That's it. They're, they're classic, isn't they? You know, it, that's it's, it, a bit it? Like, it's a bit like when you've got a vinyl and it's got a scratch in a certain place on the vinyl. <laughs> and you're so used to it that when you don't hear it, it's like, uh, What's it going on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. You know, so, yeah. No. I mean, it's the same as doing classic films, isn't it, really? There's, there's, there's no difference. That's a very good comparison. Yeah, I mean, how many re- remakes are there that, <laughs> uh, that, that, you know... Yeah, that's all, it. So, all the editor's cut. You yeah, know what I mean? you that's watch it. It's got, yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. I don't want an extended version if there's extra bits, but, yeah. I've and, never watched the Blade Runner director's cut, actually. I, I don't know if any of you guys have seen I it. I might have seen it, but I, don't, I can't remember any extra bits Anyone being in it. Anyone seen it? Yeah. No. Any good? The original's always the best. This is it. <laughs> it's go it just improves it no end. But there are some films that could actually do with a cut. I mean, it's like the Lord of the Rings film. No, you can't cut Lord of no, the Rings. come on. <laughs> come on, come no, on, no, come no, on. No. The ending is just no, rubbish, no, mate. No, it goes no. on forever. <laughs> it's like, that's... that's oh, in fact, I, I, I was... Like, the, the sort of thing like buying media and, and stuff like that. I literally went into... A charity shop. I won't say which one because other people have been going in there and stuff down. And I came across the Lords of the Rings extended versions box set, and, and I'm like, "How much is that then?" And they're like six pounds, and I'm like, "It's because they like they charge a pound a disc, so it's a one Blu-ray disc. It's a pound because you're a six six disc." Set this is six pounds, you know what I mean? And then you spend the next three weeks watching it. <laughs> yeah, but no there sleep. we go. There we go. God. You know, so, but, you know, I've got this sort of strange theory that one day 
you know, the internet will all break down and I'll be quite happy at home with my Blu-ray player. Well, I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, we, my we're CDs also, and my albums. You know, we're all so reliant on, yeah. on, on, on streaming. I mean, you know, it's, I, I don't buy CDs myself. Mm. And I'm not a vinyl head. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I do rely on it. I'm, yeah. You know, hold up my hand. You know, I support bands in other ways. I'll, I'll make sure I go and see them live yes. or buy T-shirts yeah. and things, yeah. you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if it all just stops for whatever reason, then you'll have to come round mine, and I'll have to charge you an entrance fee. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a museum, then, Doc, is it? <laughs> Not really, but like I say, my missus been moaning at me. You know what I mean? So I had, I had to head out last week, and I bought uh, somebody was selling some record cases, so I ended up buying four aluminium record cases, filled one, and then the others are sort of just there waiting to be filled. So, so would, would you class yourself as a, as a vinyl head then? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did stop for a while. I did stop for about twenty years, but I've, yeah. ne- I've never ever sold any of my vinyl. So, yeah. Oh, really? I, I had two in hard times. You yeah. Know. So I've never stopped. Uh, so I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've still kept some of my vinyl. Yeah. I wanted to. I've got all the Clashes collection. Yeah. I was a massive Clash fan. I've got everything that they made uh, in terms of tracks. Anyway. And, yes. And, uh, I, I, I never got rid of that. Yeah, yeah. I never. I just can't part with it, you know. So I switched over to CDs for a while, but I, st- I still will buy CDs, especially in charity shops if they're like twenty five pence yeah. or something like that, you know. So I've got myself a little place down by the seaside. So anything I've not got down, I'm not. I've not got a house or anything. It's just a caravan. Uh, if I've if I've if, if I've got a double, I'll take it down to my caravan so I can play it down there. Yeah, <laughs> Wi Fi and stuff then either. No, you? no, that's right. Yeah, so I've got a little yeah. CD vinyl collection down there. And like you know, for us as a band, when we're out, you know, we still mm. take CDs. We don't yeah. sell that many, you know. No. And uh, the the days of people pressing out a thousand CDs to sell. You know they're long gone. You know, um, but you've got to have them to to sell because people will still buy the odd one. Believe it or not, uh, bands are reverting back to doing cassettes as well. Yeah, I've seen that. That's insane. <laughs> but it's cheap. It's a very cheap way of getting your music out there. Good for it? good for the borrow industry as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, putting it in there and turning it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, 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 gets all yeah. chewed up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People don't know the joys of a chewed up cassette, do they? Oh, nightmare. <laughs> I'll buy them as well. <laughs> I'll buy every sort of form of media there is going if I've, you know... Wax cylinder. <laughs> I've got a proper wind-up gramophone player as well. the old 8-track um, in, the, in, the, in the car? Yeah, I've got an 8-track, no. Or Cortina, you know. There's a nice charity shop at top end of Bridge Street. Uh, it's a Sue Ryder shop. I was in there yesterday, and uh, they were selling 8-tracks. They've still got some 8-tracks. Really? Yeah, I bet. And they must, they, they've got them on display. Somebody must be going in there and buying them. I think they're worth snapping up, because it's just the format that you never know. No. I mean... You know, I, when I got rid of mm. all my vinyl, which I hadn't done, because at the time... Yeah, this is it, you yeah, see. It did have a resurgence. Yeah. And no. now look like at I say, I did, I've got... I don't know. I've got thousands of CDs, ridiculous amount of them, really. Yeah. You know, but I've just gone back over to uh, vinyl again now. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so, but... Just one of, Unfortunately, yeah. as a band, we can't afford to get vinyl made up. No, it's expensive, isn't it? I mean, and there's a lot of a, lead time on it as well. I mean, I, th- I think if you spent time building up your fan base and targeted people who, who liked it, yeah. I think if, if we had them made up, we'd probably only sell like five a year or something. Yeah, I think so. like minimum runs are about 500 or so, aren't they? Or something like yeah, that. So, just, let's you know, say you're probably 
expanding, I don't know, they're going to cost you ten or over four at least. So you're looking at five grand for five hundred, aren't you? Exactly. I mean, it's just you know, it, it looks nice, you know, but yeah. you, you've got to be in a different kind of league of an yeah. artist. Yeah, I think doing CDs is a better way because you can actually make them at home if you want. I, I do yeah. make my yeah. back catalogue ones at home, mm. and they're all handmade, and that's on our website as well. Um, people can buy those. So I kind of make them to order, do a yeah. small batch, five or ten at a time. Yeah. But then our, our, our latest albums, I always get the proper thing and then send, it out, send them out to reviewers and stuff and do like 100 at a time. Yeah. Not so expensive then? No, it's not too bad, you know. Hmm. Anyway, too much chat, not enough music. What's the next one you're going to play for us? Um, I'll do another cover. Um, yeah, I've been really inspired by a band called City and Colour. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're Canada base. No, I don't think so. Yeah, um, do check them out. Will do. I, I love them. The, the main guy is called Dallas Green. And, um, yeah, over the summer I was just playing them non-stop and um, went to go and see them as well. And not long after the Waterboys gig. And oh, Michael Day says the Blade Runner remake did not have Vangelis music. That was very poor. Are you on about the second one, Michael? The follow-up to it? Because there's like Blade Runner 1 and Blade Runner 2, so they're totally different films, aren't they? Yeah. Wow. That would be a big loss then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> City and Colour song, and uh, this is called Waiting. Off you go.
few more shout outs uh, shout out to uh, Matthew Bentley and uh, Dean Sheldrick he says sounding good Stevie and a shout out to uh, Plugin Baby and uh, Michael Day he says it was Blade Runner 1 so he must have when they remade it or done a re- redo version took the music out of it and he says uh, I think I wore my first copy out I love, love he wore his first copy out of Blade Runner uh, he loves that film so much <laughs> oh, she also says best solo artist I've heard for a long time. There oh, you go. You, 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 you're going well. You're going down well with Michael Day tonight. That's good, then. Yeah. Do come to one of our shows, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Go to one of his shows, Michael. Come and say hello. Yeah. yeah. So, have you got a few dates you can tell us about coming up? Oh God. Now, yes. Twenty third of February, Mama Liz. Yep. Uh, we're there. It's a Friday, and we're headlining, and our friend Stephen Tanner. And his band are playing. Have you had Stephen in here yet? I think we've had him on before, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a great artist. He's up from Spalding Way, and um, he's great. And also on the bill, we've got another Lincolnshire artist, uh, Carrie Ann Rogers. That's a new one on me. Yeah, yeah, and I've asked her to drop your message. Ah, well done. She'll come down yeah. She's She's fantastic. And we've also got an artist coming up from London called Fox Palmer. And um, really excited to have to have them on the bill. They, they've been on tour with one of the bands that me and Bob have been putting on at our little ember sessions. They've been touring with a band called Black Heart Orchestra, who are quite a big name on the on the prog scene. Ah. And Fox Palmer have been supporting them. And um, I went down to see Fox Palmer in Camden a few weeks ago, and they were fantastic. So it's going to be a great bill. Four acts for a tenner, you know. On the door, seven in advance. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong, can you, really? That, that, that's the main big gig. I'm doing a gig on the 28th um, of February in Leicester, a place called The Big Difference. And um, we're also doing some HMV shows as well. Um, Saturday the 10th of February, we're playing in Kettering, um, HMV store, acoustic set. Um, but people want to look out on our Facebook page, Stevie Jones The Wildfires, or our website, steviejones.com. You'll see our other gigs coming up as well. You're well rehearsed and all that. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you sort of, you, whereabouts, you sort of like, round away, isn't you, somewhere like that, where you on live? Kingscliff. Kingscliff's a beautiful village, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a lovely place to live, yeah, yeah. I live right on the edge of it as well, so I just go out and walk in the woods. Yeah, I do see you go walking. You know, it's a beautiful scenery out that way as well. Yeah. I mean, Fine. Kingscliff always think to me, if that place was in the Cotswolds, yeah. you know what I mean? I It'd be, be me, tourists steaming all over it. It's such a... Yeah. And you know, know what? They can make a lot more of it with the tourism around, around here. You know, you've got the, 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 the hangar where Glenn Miller did his last ever concert. It's just outside there. Is it? Yeah. And I just don't know why they haven't made more of a bigger thing of it. You know, you could... You could I know there's like a... You come into Kingscliff down the hill and there's like a, a memorial to the airfield and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but there's actually... And if you walk Whereabouts is the hangar there? a tiny little plaque. 
on the um, concrete base where the hangar used to be, and you, yeah. it takes a while to find these to the location. Yeah. In my mind, that's, that's a huge it is, location. Yeah. How many people will go to that? You can have a heritage centre, you know, I mean, coffee yeah. shop, and yeah. a little museum, and attract people to go there. And uh, it's not many people know that, but it's. No, it's, well, no, that's the first I knew about it. it it's go home moving. and tell my wife tonight. It, it's, <laughs> it's quite moving to go and stand there and look yeah. at it and think, and just imagine the band playing the last few tunes in this to the Air Force guys, and then off they go. They fly off and they're never to be seen again, you know. It's, yeah. Quite a spooky place to be. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, very sad. Don't mind a Glenn Miller song at all. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, Especially when you've had a few beers, you can run around the room pretending that you're playing the trombone or something <laughs> like that. <You> know? <laughs> yeah, one of those icons in music, though, you know? Yeah. 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 It's not named in the day the music dies, is he? I don't think. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, what's the next one you're going to play for us? I'm, I'm going to have a go at. Um, Another song off the new batch that uh, that I'll be recording next week. Nice. Carrying on recording. Bit of an exclusive again. Yeah, this is an exclusive. I've never played it before live, so let's see how it goes. Um, yeah, this is called Beautiful Deletion. And... Uh,
lights in the street turn red, tattered and torn. And the woman who lay by my side, now a ghost who faded into the dawn. Out to the guys from uh, Tiny Forehead. There he goes. Michael Days off again. He says uh, a famous American film star flew from King's Cliff as well. His name was Jimmy Stewart. There we go. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a font of knowledge, that Michael Day. See, that's something else that could be in the. Yeah. In the. Uh, there we the go. Then. Miller Heritage Centre. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Miller's Coffee Shop. There we go. Wow. Right. Last one. Last one. Yeah, oh time's God, gone. Yeah. gone so quick, isn't it? Look, we're nearly... Yeah, flying nearly... through it. Yeah. <laughs> That's been fun tonight, thank you very no, much. No, no, I've had a good chat, and really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing some different types of songs, you know, because I think the last time it was about plugging the new band album, that's all the solo stuff, so I'm going to play something that I don't play very often again. This is a, a song off a, a duo album I did with a guy called Mark Gill, who's, a, who's one of my best friends, mm. and he's a great guitarist, and we released an album in 2011 called Eleventh Hour. You can check that out on, on the interweb or buy a CD. This is a song off it, it's called Glow. Off you go.
Stevie Jones. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome. Big shout out to Paul Biggins. Biggins. Paul Biggins on the mixing desk. Steve Croxford uh, and Jack doing the cameras and uh, taking uh, photos for us this evening. Uh, This is a multi-talented Joe Osh and a song called Idols.
Joash and uh, Idols. Love to get uh, back on the show soon, I'm pretty sure. This is a band from uh, Germany. They go by the name of uh, Dead Star Talk and a song called Solid State Chemicals.
Mark Rigglesworth here, presenter of The Lock-In Radio Show, Wednesday evenings, 7 till 10. The Lock-In is for those who like different musical styles. There's the familiar older classics, as well as the very latest offerings from new, talented artists and bands. With a bit of chat, stories and film reviews, you never quite know what you're going to get with The Lock-In Radio Show, Wednesday evenings, 7 till 10, on PCRFM. something a little bit different that was uh, an artist called Annie Hardy start again I do like something a little bit different that was an artist called uh, Annie Hardy and a song called Haunted uh, this is Free Kings and Gold Digger
Ah, uh, we we. I, honestly, I don't know what's happening tonight. I get halfway through something and I just like mumble it. I'm absolutely useless at presenting this evening. Let's try this again. We three kings. I think it's the we three kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sound like Jonathan Ross gone wrong. We three kings. We three kings and uh, gold digger. If you want to uh, send a track into this show, please email me at dotmason at sky dot. Come, uh, you're listening to the Doc Mason Show, Peterborough City Radio, 103.2 FM. Uh, this is an artist called Decker. Pop to the top.
There we go, Decca and uh, Pop to the Top. This is a band from Italy, yeah, we get something from Germany, Italy. Uh, next one coming up from LA, I'm afraid. Anyway, this is a band called Pindar, and the song's called uh, Single Humans.
I do like another interesting song. Uh, coming up to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening and uh, watching the Facebook video. Uh, coming up after the news is Chris McDade and back to the 80s. It's 90s tonight. Uh, we're going to play you out with a band uh, from LA. They're called Blacklist Union and the song's called uh, Dancing with Angels. Here I am again Nursing the broken When will this end When hurtful things are spoken I thought you were my friends Now my heart is nearly frozen Forever and always Ain't some silly cheap ass slogan Jungle juice, show me the keyhole Skeleton key opens up the unknown Dancing in celebration Her birdie friends carry over Through our creation Snakes and wishes 